I think one of them is less about the kids and more about our own marriage. Hmm. I think it's the first time, because we've had conversations, we've had kids for three and a half years now, and we've had conversations about like, you know, how do we want to put our kids to sleep or in like food seed and what's safe and what's not safe, stuff like that. But now it's coming down to like discipline mm-hmm. and having conversations where we put the kids to bed at night and be like, hey, I actually don't think I like how you handled that. Mm-hmm. Parents, it's time to celebrate. The new On Purpose Parents podcast, a Saddleback Parents podcast has arrived for tips, ideas, and encouragement to help you win at being an on-purpose parent. All right. Okay. Wow, wow. Ooh. Wow. I like this. This is fun. If if we were going to have a permanent intro or theme song, this might be it. This just makes me feel... Like I'm happy, happy, like happy walking through the woods. What is the name of the song? It's called Happy. It is? It's called Happy? Oh. Yes. Don't you get the image of like, 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 so it's a live action. Somebody kind of walking through with a butterfly net and the butterflies are animated (laughs) and they're swiping happy butterflies. You guys, if any parents were watching on YouTube, you need to watch because Kurt is dancing over here in his chair. There's a dance going on. He's really feeling this. Good job, producer Chris. (laughs) He's grooving. Wow. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the On Purpose Parents podcast. I'm Kurt, as always, with Grace Yoon. Hi, everyone. Producer Chris over here on camera. Hello, hello, hello. And our guest today is Colton Harker. Hello, Colton Harker. Hi, my name's Colton Harker. So if you're wondering why we have a guest, that's because you weren't with us, you didn't listen to our previous podcast, where for the first time ever in Mm -hmm. studio, we had a guest on the podcast, and that was week one of what's going to end up being a 10-week run of interviewing a mom and a dad not married to each other but a mom and a dad each in a specific stage of parenting, mm-hmm. starting with the zero through five-year-old stage and working our way all the way up to the college and beyond years. Yep. Yes. And so this is week two of our zero to five-year mm. stage interview with Colton. Chris, thanks for being here, dude. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we had a little, just a tiny little glitch a minute ago, and we had to start over. And here's what I loved about that. You guys, we were what two minutes in? Yes, two minutes. Barely in, started. Barely started, and we in and, and there was a little mess up, and Chris felt so terrible for making us start over after two minutes. It was no big deal. No at big all. deal. Not at all. Here's the thing: Chris is so much more. Of course, he made a little mistake. It's because he's not a. We call him producer Chris. It's not. He, he's not a producer by trade. He's a pastor mm-hmm. who does all kinds of amazing things for our church. One of which he just volunteered. Hey, I'll help you guys with your podcast. I know. And he's been doing an amazing job. I mean, this whole setup, all the plugs and wires and gear. Okay. Producing podcasts is his newest and uh, and obviously least developed (laughs) skill that he brings to the table. When you started with, of course you would make a mistake with that. I was like, where is he going to go with this? And I see where where it landed. I'll tell you what, he's making less mistakes than me, you, or Grace combined. I don't want to do this. Chris, uh, Chris, thank you. We're very thankful. I'm happy to do it. Okay, well, let's jump into it. Yes. So we are in the second week. Colton Harker. Yes. We're talking about the age and stage of zero to five years old, the caregiver stage, the goal that we've kind of written out for parents 
in the caregiving stage, the goal is that these little ones would see your faith as, as parents, they would just see your yeah. faith and experience it, which is very unique. And we'll talk about that for kids of, of that age. And this is all part of the process, the on purpose parents plan yep. of raising interdependent lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. That's the goal that we've kind of put out there for the goal of parenting as far as our podcast is concerned. And we just thought it'd be awesome to interview parents who were Yay. kind of doing their best to, yeah. to figure that all out. Nobody yeah. does it perfect. We all know that Colton is a dad partnered with an awesome mom mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure this thing out. And so awesome. Colton, thanks for all being right. here. Thank you, Colton. Thank you guys for having me. So excited to have you. Um, we're looking forward to hearing more about your story, your family. But before we do, we're, okay. we're starting off each of our guest series with a little game that we find that kids really like. And since this is a podcast of parents, we're just going to do it as well. Okay. Um, whoa. Whoa. My. Whoa. Don't. I wasn't that. expecting that. I was not. That felt like who wants to be a millionaire or something. That's the sound of Grace and her bowl of questions. This is the bowl. Okay, that's the sound of That effect. makes it feel ominous. Like, Don't worry. It's not that scary. Bowls. It's like wow. the, the fear bowl where yeah, you put don't. your hand and you don't know what you're going to get. So don't. this... Don't Bold. mess this up. I know. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I hear there's some kind of consequences from that. <laughs> so this is a would you rather bowl. So if okay. you could pick three, go. you could uh, mix it around, but pick three okay. of those questions and then um, read them out loud and we'll answer them together. Okay. Would you rather have a personal interview with your favorite actor or be in a movie with them? Oh, gosh. <laughs> It's a no-brainer. Oh yeah, is it? But he's thinking about yeah. it. He's not well, sure. Oh, I thought I am answering yeah, first. You're answering. Okay. Here, yes. I would interview. Oh, okay. I well, because oh. I'm just I, well, I'm just not as interested in being like in a movie where everyone like critiques. And, oh. Well, you also don't know what kind of movie. There's lots of <laughs> stuff with that. But the other one is I want to know like what is the process. I like to grill and know oh. more about yeah. things and people. Yeah. Interesting. I'm a, I'm a very curious person, so I Gosh. want to hear all about the person's life and what it's like to make a movie. I don't want to. You want the opportunity. To I don't want to experience questions. it firsthand and have to be in front of the camera. I just want. I, I want to be in a movie. That would be me too. I, I think that'd be, be so in, much fun. <laughs> to say, so who's your favorite actor, Colton? Who would that person be? Uh, I recently found this out by accident that Ben Affleck, I think, is my favorite actor. Oh, <laughs> you found out. What? Huh? I, well, I just started to put together what are the movies that what? I watch a lot, and it turns out that Ben Affleck is the common theme in all of them. Wow. Oh, but I would never be like, oh, Ben Affleck is my favorite actor. Right. It's just by chance he happens to be on accident, and he's my favorite actor. <laughs> I, sh- I should critique. My favorite actor is equally, not shallow, equally... Unimpressive. Is it Vin Diesel? No, <laughs> but it's it's Mark Wahlberg. My favorite actor is Mark. Oh Wahlberg. yeah, he yeah. is equally. He's like, in that you, same you think realm. In the same category. Like, neither, no. neither Mark Wahlberg nor Ben Affleck are going to win an Academy Award ever. No. Although uh, that's, watch, that's, that's not true. Now, now that's what's going to happen. That's what they said about Brandon Fraser. Uh, ben Affleck keeps getting close. Some say he should have won yeah, for Best Director. That's fair. That's so, all right. Interesting. Okay. An okay. Next. Let's question. do the next one. Maybe we'll do one more. Are you? Oh, you said you'd be in it. Thank you. Uh, would you rather get one free round trip international plane ticket every year, or be able to fly domestic anytime for free? Domestic. Oh, oh really? so one free anywhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, internationally or domestic, all the time. All the time. And you said 
domestic all the he, time. He, you said it quickly too. You didn't have to think about it. Oh, I, I'm an indoors cat. You know, uh, I don't, I don't have any interest in going to London. But I really? would use the free domestic flights just to save time going places. Yeah, fly to yeah. Phoenix instead of driving for six hours. I fly to like Las Vegas yeah. instead of driving there. Yeah, right, all exactly. the time. Anything would, that's would you, would you fly to L.A. <laughs> I honestly would fly to L.A. <laughs> from, from John Wayne. Oh yeah, to I LAX. hate traveling so much. <laughs> I hate it. I flew John Wayne to LAX one time. No, you didn't. Not on purpose. But I took off out of LA. I took off out of John Wayne and they stopped at LA to pick people up on our way to like San Francisco. Was that a planned part of the flight? They Yeah, they said it was. Okay. It was interesting. I, I, it would have been hilarious LA if you said. LA was not my final destination. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we had to stop. It was like a layover in LA for 25 minutes to pick up right. eight, eight people or something. It was really interesting. That's so funny. And yeah. where do you land? I would do international for sure. One, I, I want to One trap. a year. One a year. Is yeah. there a place that you've always wanted to go that you haven't gone yet? I would love to go to, there's so many. I would love to go to New Zealand, Australia, mm-hmm. Eastern Europe, many, many places I would go. So I would, that would be easy for me. Okay. International. Okay, one more the final one is, yeah. would you rather win an Academy Award or Olympic gold medal? Uh, Academy Award. Oh, nice. Chris, producer Chris. Oh, producer oh Chris. am I in this too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you are now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, Chris Pratt would, would be the oh. actor. <laughs> and then international, mm-hmm. like Grace is saying, would yeah. be that. And then the other question is, I'm sorry. What Academy, Academy Award, Academy or, Award or, or Olympic gold medal? Oh, Olympic gold medal. Olympic gold Definitely. Oh, man. All right, what about you, Kurt? That's a tough one. Oh, yeah? That's a tough one. I. Mm. What does your gut say? gut says you're so good at badminton though <laughs> <laughs> my gut says academy award okay yeah. i it, say i say olympic because it's just yeah. such an achievement olympic gold medal i am just so deeply unathletic that i would feel like a fraud <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's more yeah, realistic for me to win an oscar something went All something right. went askew yeah I, took like, steroids. What's going on? Like, I know what i did was wrong the, the uh, judges were bribed yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't earn this wheaties cover all right well thank all you right. for playing that game colton it was really fun um to well, kick us off yeah um, less ominous than that less ominous it was not scary at all so let's jump into getting to know you more and about your family if you could introduce yourself i guess again tell us a little bit about your family what you do and then after you introduce um your family maybe a memorable something that's been memorable about being a parent in this stage yeah so uh my name's colton i am 32 i'm not sure how in depth we're we're going on this (laughs) but i don't know i feel like that kind of matters roughly the age yeah um we are younger ish family kayla's about to oh gosh shoot she's in her (laughs) 20s maybe later than she'd like to be uh and we have two kids we have a daughter who is three and a half and a son who is roughly two a little older than two uh, his name is Miller. My wife's name is Kayla. My sweet daughter's name is June. Uh, and they are 15 months apart. So mm-hmm. they it's one right after the other. They both hit this toddler stage. Mm. Terrible twos. There's lots of overlap, which is great because we got them out of diapers pretty quickly at the same time. But there's also, you know, all the cons mm-hmm. of going through the stages. You don't get the break. You don't get... Great, you're sleeping all the time, so you get to like get all your stuff worked out, and then we yeah. we switch. It's both mm. happening together. Yeah. Um, is is that yeah enough about my That's family? Perfect. Is yeah. More to share? Yeah. What, what what do you do for a living? What's yeah. your role? Uh, I work here uh, as a pastor mm-hmm. on our next gen team. I work specifically with college students, 
and helping them know Jesus Christ and experience him and find a home in this church. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is a curriculum content writer for our kids' ministry. So it's really cool because she ends up writing the curriculum that our kids oh. end up using and experiencing to learn about Jesus. That's and really cool. It's super cool. And then she gets really excited about it because she gets to interact in a really cool way. That's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. I, I, in my mind, this whole time I'm going, do we talk about our relationship? Do we not? Do I talk, talk about it? I feel like I have to. Yeah, right? disclose <laughs> it. Just to, discl- just to disclose. Full disclosure here. Colton is my son-in-law. So mm-hmm. Kayla is my daughter. And so the amazing June and Miller are Rachel oh. and my grandbabies. Mm-hmm. So I do have some built in yeah. like biases towards today's interview and yeah. the, 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 the <laughs> subjects of so many of the, of the questions. Um, but I just want to throw that out there yeah. because you know, we, these, these interviews are usually incredibly hard hitting and controversial. <laughs> and if I, if I pull, if I pull back or if I hold back on Colton, people will be like, why do you, why was he so soft? So nice people to wonder. him. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just own it. Right? You know, I, we, we don't want to do to Colton what we did to Charlotte last time. Oh. <laughs> so. Glad I'm finding so out we did to Charlotte halfway through. <laughs> so do you uh, yeah. have a most memorable moment in parenting so far yeah well i think that there's there's two i'll go by them briefly one of them i mean we're parents here so we can talk about we can talk about poop it's a real big part (laughs) of our lives um my first one is my worst nightmare come but we caleb is is bad with throw up and i'm great with it and i'm bad i just can't handle poop and she's (laughs) fine with it and our son wakes up crying and crying and i walk in and it just smells terrible in the room and i realize his diaper is down and he has poop in both hands and it's all over his face and it's all over the crib and it's everywhere and i'm about to throw up (laughs) and it's just one of those moments where you want to be just like awesome in that moment and then all i could do is go kayla (laughs) just hold this kid out (laughs) it's like a sacrificial lamb um so that was a really memorable moment that i hope i one day forget (laughs) but the real sweet one i remember talking to one of my friends and saying oh i'm really looking forward to that day when uh, my kid hides behind me because i'll know that like i am that kid's like safe place Mm. and one day june woke up from a nap and she came out it was right after miller was born so we had a bunch of family over and she came in and she saw them and it was Kurt and Rachel and her parents and just a bunch of other family. And it was just really overwhelming for her at first. And so she started crying and she came and she hit her on my leg. And that was just like, I'm not sure if you guys have watched Inside Out, but that was like mm-hmm, a core mm-hmm. memory for me of mm-hmm. I am this kid's safe place. She could have ran to her room. She could have done a million other things. But in that moment to be safe, she hid behind me and that. I am never going to forget. Oh, that's, that's cool. really special. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. Um, what is, is, is you're thinking about, so you're in such a unique stage because not very many parents, you're not alone in it, but most parents don't have kids that are, you know, that close together mm-hmm. unless you have twins or whatever. But you're in a little bit of a unique stage because so much of the conversation is like, okay, pick your poison, Miller or June, Miller or June when we're mm-hmm. talking about this stage. But so with Miller or June or both, like, like what's one thing that you go, gosh, I just really appreciate this and something, this is where you can kind of brag on yourself a little bit, something that you go, I kind of, I really understand this piece of this age of parenting pretty Mm -hmm. well. Something you appreciate, something you feel like you really understand about parenting at this age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, 
they're just being hit with so many emotions all at once and they don't really know how to process everything that they're they're experiencing and feeling and so it just comes out in big huge reactions Mm -hmm. uh june in particular are are a little bit more of our sensitive one and miller is whatever Um, (laughs) (laughs) um june keel and i have like we've both been to therapy individually therapy's been a part of my journey for about 10 11 ish years now Uh, so i've done i know the power of just sitting and resting in those feelings for just a second longer and Mm -hmm. understanding them and how do we help course correct for ourselves and and instead of letting our emotions rule us Mm -hmm. um in my not so awesome moments i have looked June in the eye and said, we're done crying now. (laughs) Um, Those aren't the moments I like to put on the internet, but here we are. (laughs) Um, But in my like better moments, we get to take that pause and talk about taking some deep breaths or talking about like, hey, why are we sad or why are we scared? Um, Monsters, are they real or not? Or you hurt my feelings. Okay, so how did I hurt your feelings? And we start to realize that like talking through some things has really been helpful for her and when in the car, when she gets angry about something, uh, like Kayla recently drove past her house on accident, had to do another turn. And June said to Kayla, uh, uh, you know, it's okay. Accidents happen. You can Aww. try again. Because we say that yeah. kind of stuff to her a lot. And we're like, oh, it's working. She's mm. like hearing what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all happening. And it's one of those things that you just hold on to. It's like such a small thing, a small moment of the day, but something you carry with you of like, oh, you know, the plan works. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And that that you have that impact. And we were talking about this before. It doesn't it may not feel like you're making an impact because it may seem like they're not absorbing or they're so young. Oh, yeah. But you are. Like they absorb so much more than right. we give them credit for just because they may not be able to articulate it back to us like adults would, but they say, "Oh, accidents happen and they could, you know, uh, connect the dots." in mm-hmm. different situations so cool That's so true awesome. well cause especially because in those moments when we're saying like, you know accidents happen it's in the middle of screaming and crying and nothing's really happening and you're just hoping that you're saying it loud enough where they hear it but you're just no one's hearing anything so this is like the worst right. day yeah. so when you hear that since <laughs> when i say stuff like that i don't know sometimes i feel like parents are like oh they had this like really like holy skies opened moment <laughs> with our kid and everything yeah. broke through but no we didn't think that broke through and then it broke through mm-hmm. yeah exactly well, you, you mentioned something that I think really points out and I'll put Chris and I obviously the same generation of of being raised and then raising kids Grace you're kind of in the middle of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Chris and I and Colton right. um, so I'm not, I'd be interested to see where you where you fall in this but and some of it's generational some of it's just style right. but you talked about like helping her identify her emotions mm-hmm. right um, I'm crying well here's why I'm crying here's why I'm sad. And, and I've observed you, you guys are fantastic at that. Our generation, I was raised like in almost the don't show your emotions, mm-hmm. quit, quit crying. Don't be angry. Right. Right. Quit being, why, why are you so worried about what they think of you? Don't, don't worry about what other people think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. there was really never discussions around it. Like, Hey, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. Let's talk about that. Why are you feeling sad? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Kurt, don't be angry. Like in my household, it was like anger, you know, any, any expression of anger was almost kind of unspiritual mm. or unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And, um, and well-meaning parents, my parents are amazing. They right. loved yeah. us, but it was like, it was a little bit of a suck it up, deal with your emotions. Don't yeah. let people know your emotions. 
versus it's not about controlling your emotions. It's about learning to identify them and why do you feel them and, and how can they be good and when, when can they be maybe dangerous or right. hurtful? And um, I think that's just such a very interesting difference mm-hmm. in how most people my age were raised versus yeah. from my observation how most people, Colton, your age, are trying to raise their kids. Mm-hmm. And it's really just one generation different. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's if that's a little bit of a broad brush, but... Yeah, I think, I mean, I definitely think there's something to be said about the generational because I think in this generation or parents who have kids in this stage, there does seem to be a lot more awareness and resources out there and talking and education to parents about, well, what are these emotions? Like, how do we handle them? Like, what are, you know, positive ways that we can handle them? So I do think it's just more accessible. Um, and it could just be one of those things too. Like for my parents, um, there was a cultural aspect as well. It's like Korean culture tends not to not, again, these are broad strokes, but to be more private about your emotions. Yeah. And it, it's, it sounds very similar. My parents were amazing too, but they were an anomaly for me. I think they were very expressive about their feelings and very accepting of ours, but they were able to, they were only able to do it within the limits of how they knew how to talk about it right. themselves from how they were raised. So a lot of it, sometimes it's so much of it is journeying ourselves as parents. Like, how do I feel about my own emotions and learning how to do that right. if we weren't taught that as a kid and yeah. then being able to, you know, process that with our kids as well. So it can become a really interesting mashup of, it's not just we know and we're teaching. It's, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to deal with grief. Like that wasn't something my family was very good at. And my child is clearly sad. Do I just say, suck it up? Or how do I help them process loss and grief and some of these difficult mm. emotions that I I don't know quite how to process myself. So sometimes that can um, encourage parents to face themselves, what's going on inside too. Exactly. Well, and I think that the message that I tell my myself too is maybe similar to what we were talking about in the room is like, hey, suck it up. Don't let them see you sweat. All of those kinds of things. Um but I am trying also, Kayla and I decided early on that it's important that we model this for our own kids. Mm. So when June runs across the street without holding hands or without asking for permission, and I yell, mm-hmm. and I say, June, do not do that. Come back here right now. And I'm so angry, and it scares her. I try to take that second a little bit later. Sometimes it's a lot later, but like, hey, you know what? I am sorry that I yelled. And I yelled because I was scared. I was scared that you might get hurt and I shouldn't have yelled that I'm sorry. And just so that she can see it's okay to say sorry where everyone's like working through some stuff. Mm. And I think when they see us model it, it helps it be more okay for them too. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. yeah it's fantastic. Yeah. Swallowing a lot of pride though. <laughs> <laughs> Wish oh, I did. oh, you've only just begun. You've, you've only just Scratching begun the oh, my to gosh. swallow your pride. Oh yeah, because she accepts it so dearly. I just can't <laughs> imagine doing that in front of a 16-year-old and I'm like, yes, yeah, say you're sorry. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. When they, they, yeah, they throw it, they'll throw it back in your face. Yeah, you, yeah, you did yell. Yeah, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have to say to what me, Dad? Yeah, Dad. <laughs> well, I know June is such a tattletale. <laughs> She'll be like, hey, you yelled at Miller. You need to apologize. I'm like, no, I didn't yell at Miller. Stop it. <laughs> Good built-in family yeah. accountability. Yeah, that's not bad. That's yeah. great. Um, Colton, in this, in this age and stage, so zero to five, you're in the stage of caregiver. 
what are one or two like kind of unexpected experiences, good or bad, but just mm-hmm. unexpected experiences you you and Kayla have had raising kids in this season of life? I think one of them is less about the kids and more about our own marriage. Hmm. I think it's the first time, because we've had conversations, we've had kids for three and a half years now, and we've had conversations about like, you know, how do we want to put our kids to sleep or in like food seed and what's safe and what's not safe, stuff like that. But now it's coming down to like discipline mm-hmm. and having conversations where we put the kids to bed at night and be like, hey, I actually don't think I like how you handled that. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay. <laughs> but I yeah. like how I handled that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and it's personal mm-hmm. now because we're moving from the keep kids alive stage to developing mm-hmm. them as human mm-hmm. beings yeah. in a Christ follower stage. Yeah. So it's, and it's both things at once. They're still in the keeping alive piece. And so we're having to have these new conversations about mm. how do you develop character in, mm. in somebody and what lines do we cross and what lines do we not cross and take giving each other allowances and safety, like to be unique parents and individuals and have different relationships. But as a family, we're, we're aligned in mm. where we want to go. We can have different ways to get there, but what ways do we want to, like, where do we want to draw those boundaries? And that's been really interesting and unexpected for us. That's really cool. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, you you just mentioned it. Like, that is a really powerful concept of, like, being in alignment, Mm -hmm. but may not always be in agreement. You know, someone said Mm. that to me. Or it might have been at some sort of, it might have been a Saddleback uh, seminar, um, but it was just saying, you know, there's a lot of issues where we may be doing things differently or may just disagree. Like, we actually think this is a better way and that's a better way. But the key is, can we get into alignment? Like, mm-hmm. this is the direction we're going and this is what we're going to decide to do in these situations even though we may be coming at it from different places and have different yeah. opinions on yeah. parenting. Yeah, and so much of it is... I mean, we were talking about being informed generationally, like informed by how we were raised. And to me, this kind of discipline or this kind of response makes sense. Mm -hmm. And Kayla gets to at night, we'll go like, but does that make sense? Like, does that need to be the answer? And it's a really open-ended question we get to have. Luckily, it's your safest person. So we get to talk about these things freely. Sometimes it's more heated. (laughs) Sometimes we're a little bit more dug in. You know what, Colton, I I apologize. Kayla was raised so perfectly. perfectly. I mean, so then she brings these expectations and she she puts she yeah. puts that, that on you. How could I ever standard. measure up? Yeah, Talking about being generational. Yeah, we talk about setting you up to lose. <laughs> I, I apologize. Uh, it's, but, all, it's it's Rachel's fault. Really. She's the one. She's the one who did raising it so too well. good of a child. Yes, um, Colton. As you think about this this age and stage, and if the goal, one mm-hmm. of the goals, the primary goal, as we've def- as we've defined it for mm-hmm. our podcast, mm-hmm. um, in developing interdependent lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. That's what we would say the, the, the universal goal goal is Mm -hmm. like, like that's a goal we can all agree on whether they go to college, when they start playing soccer, Mm -hmm. do you let them quit sports halfway through a season or not? Like those kind of things we don't talk a lot about on this podcast. Those are all secondary things. Um, But this goal of like interdependent lifelong followers, Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. One of the goals at, at this stage is that early on they would see your faith that mm-hmm. if early on they see your faith that helps them then on this longer trajectory 
What are some ways with a two-year-old and a three-year-old that you would say you and Kayla are trying to be intentional in helping them see? And what does that even mean to you, seeing, helping them see your faith as parents? Yeah, I think for me, it was interesting because we just talked about this in our small group with um, our churches did a One Life campaign. And one of the big takeaways we, is something that we did at home, which is just talking about faith mm. all the time, making it a normal topic of conversation of, all right, so I went to winter retreat with college students, and instead of saying, I went to the mountains, went to a church retreat, it's like, I got to talk to people about Jesus, mm. or um, we can pray at night, or... Uh, talk about how God gave us this gift or who made you so beautiful and all these things Mm -hmm. and just tying everything back to the Lord in some way or another. And it doesn't have for us, we're not having these deep spiritual conversations Mm -hmm. maybe every single night. Sometimes they have bigger questions and that's really cool to have, but we love to even follow up on, we make use of all of like our church's curriculum of, Mm -hmm. so you learned about Noah. Tell me about the story of Noah. And I'm not really looking, if you want have some bigger questions about God after hearing the story of Noah, great. But if not, just tell me the story of what's going on. What, do, what stood out to you? What was cool about that? Or what was scary about that? Mm-hmm. What's engaging? What do you find exciting about heaven? Or do you find heaven exciting? Um, and get just uh, when they have questions or when there's the opportunities, just be able to engage with them on those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's... Um, there's this like i don't know hyper spiritual uh, sometimes we there's this comparison game right that you get involved with in parenting of seeing other people being like gosh they have they do these really cool prayer sessions with mm. their kids or they do <laughs> they have this like morning bible study thing and that's amazing i'm so happy that their family does it and you can just feel like you're just not this hyper spiritual family like or like i'm not <laughs> doing the things that i should to incorporate faith more into my kids lives but I just want it to be an everyday part of our thing. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to stay at church just a little bit longer. Uh, for me, an obstacle that, like an insecurity I have, is that my job is church, and I don't want them to feel like church is something that takes mm-hmm. that their dad away from them. Right. And so I get to talk about, like, oh, here's what I'm doing. I'm staying a little bit longer to talk to a couple people about Jesus, and then when I come home, I'll stay and talk about this. Or who did you talk to Jesus, Jesus about with today? Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out different ways to equate those equations, yeah. but... Well, I, I, I think sometimes we apologize for, I know Rachel and I did, we apologize kind of to each other and we would apologize to other people because we're insecure because we didn't have like this super regimented, regimented, what's the word? Regimented. Regimented. <laughs> Thank you. We didn't have a super regimented disciplined approach mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. Hey, every single night we have family devotions yeah. and the second Saturday of every month we go and serve together in ministry. We instead took the approach of, we're going to just try to let every aspect of our lives reflect and have it obvious yeah. that Jesus is sort of leaking out of us in our whole, in our holistic view of things. And I, I certainly don't accuse parents of compartmentalizing. So the parents who are super intentional with family devotions, right. I'm not saying that they are guilty of only doing it then right. and then never doing the other. Sometimes I think that can be the case as we feel like, well, family devotions, we checked it off our list and then we just kind of do our thing and we don't really talk about Jesus much more or we don't talk about God or we don't point out how God's at work as we're driving around the neighborhood. Right. Because, well, we had family devotions, and we'll talk about God again tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. before bed. Both are fine. 
Right. The best is probably some kind of happy medium in there. Yeah. Um, but parents, if you're listening and you know, you, you can relate to Colton going, yeah, that's us. We don't have like this. Well, neither did we, a lot of families don't. And there's so many ways to raise your kids and to help them see your faith in ways that are more just kind of natural and a part of your daily rhythm as a family. Should you pray together? Yeah, you should pray together. Should you have devotions once in a while? I think you should probably, if not having devotions, at least talking about the Bible and Jesus. And of course, but it's okay if you don't have a super strategic, regimented, daily, every other day strategy for right. this is what we do spiritually. With yeah, our kids. exactly. And I, and I feel like some of that, because so many parents feel that, right? Like it's mm-hmm. ah, like, I'm just not spiritual enough. Yeah. In this stage, I'm not having two-year-old prayer meetings at 5 a.m., you know, like, what's yeah. wrong with me? But I think part of that might stem from this tendency to, like, split this is something spiritual, mm-hmm. and then this is the non-spiritual stuff we're doing as parents, and bifurcating that when in reality, you know, our spiritual life is every part of our life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we teach that God is doesn't just care when we're praying or reading the Bible. He cares about when we're playing sports or watching a movie or ha- laughing with friends or enjoying a meal with the taste buds he's given us and looking at nature. And right. there's so many things we can enjoy with our family, the good times and the bad. That can be a reflection of faith. And I, it, and I love what you were saying. You're just trying to pepper it into just daily life. It doesn't have to be this grand spiritual activity, but it's just, you know, how you're living your day-to-day life. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of this season is how curious they are mm-hmm. about everything. So I try to capitalize and be present. I try my best to capitalize on every moment where they have a question about something that is even broadly spiritual uh, or curiosity about God or something mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to make sense. I'm like, oh gosh, that is confusing, is it? What do you think about that? Um, and love being able to engage in that. I love that. I just, I, I, that's like one of my favorite things is when parents talk about how they lean into kids' curiosity because sometimes it could be scary or sometimes it could be annoying. And so it's easy as parents, I think, when you're tired to squash it. But that's so beautiful. Like, that you see it and you embrace it because that's, mm-hmm. I think the thing that can make kids come alive is, wow, my, my parents are interested in what I'm curious about. And it's so affirming. Um, so Colton, as we wrap up, um, thank you for sharing such, you know, stories and insights. It's really helpful. I think it's so helpful for parents to hear from other parents in the stage that they're in, including stories of poop. <laughs> and I, I just feel like I know there are parents out there who are like, Yep, I know. You poop exactly. parents, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm with you, and they're feeling you yeah. um, in this story. But is there anything you'd like to share as we wrap up, like advice that you'd give to parents who are in this stage <clears throat> with you? Um, oh, gosh. I think the advice that I try to remind myself of is something that a little bit of stuff that I've said before is lean into the curiosity. Mm. Um and ask them questions back. <laughs> There's a lot of why, 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 why. I think I learned that when I asked June back, she's a big question asker. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually has some kind of opinions or about something that she feels or like, well, why do you think? And it could be something preposterous, like the, why do birds fly? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Elsa. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we can redirect it and do all the different kinds of stuff. But I, I want to lean into the curiosity because I'm starting to, June is going to be starting pre-K in a little bit. And the seasons of life are just so stinking short. And the most, one of the things I hated that people told me when I had a kid was like, the days are long, but the years are short. <laughs> we I, just talked about that. I, we literally this, just said that in the previous podcast. phrases that I just... I did not like so much, and I felt like it was so dismissive of my experience because I'm like, no, my days get to be hard. This is a hard transition yeah. for me. I just three because the crazy part was four years ago I was doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, mm-hmm. and that's not that long ago. Right. Yeah. And this gets to be a hard transition for me, but this is now a hard transition for me because like my little girl is going away to school, and once yeah. you're in school, you're just in school, and so I just want to be as present as I possibly can. And that's what the when the days are really long. I am, and when I just want to sit on my phone while they're playing, I just need to remind myself. Gosh, I only have like eight more mm. months before she's going. Oh my god, six more months now mm. until she goes to school. Five more months until she goes to school. So I want to be as present as I can mm. and mm-hmm. say sorry. It's big. It's a big deal for me to apologize whenever I need to or whenever it's possible. Mm. That's, that's awesome. Really that's good, powerful. Yeah. That's well, everybody, wow. Colton, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This Super was a lot less intimidating than I thought. Well, good. Oh, good. good. <laughs> Except for that <laughs> ominous boom. Except for the ominous <laughs> boom. And honestly, one of the things that I've been <laughs> thinking about so much is if people could hear me drink. So I've been, <laughs> if you're a video person right now, you can see me back away every time <laughs> I take a drink to swallow. Nice. Well, thank you folks for joining us as always, you can send us a question or a comment or a suggestion for a topic mm-hmm. to parents at saddleback.com. You can check us out on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please share the love, share this podcast with another parent who you think might benefit from it. And we will see you next time around. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for joining the On Purpose Parents podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. If you're listening on our Saddleback Parents YouTube channel, please like and leave a comment. Also, remember to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. You can connect with us by texting the word parents to the number 83000, following us on Instagram at Saddleback Parents, and emailing your comments to parents at saddleback.com. As a huge thank you, you can browse our hundreds of free resources at onpurposeparents.com, all created to help you win at parenting. We'll catch you next time.